You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads relive in the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's show, we call the Wambulance as we review the kid. But first, Eddie, how are you and the family doing? I know it's uh, getting close to 4th of July, but you are not in the States with the rest of us celebrating. But are you prepared? And uh, yes, and contrary to popular demand, uh, the air is free down here in Costa Rica. <laughs> I can. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, no, it it is an interesting one. Uh, we still want our kids to grow up and uh, you know know and love all of those things. All the American um, holidays. All the American holidays. I mean, we are here for a five-year commitment. So, which you know, now I'm curious, which American holidays are you not are you not celebrating? Are you just not you're just not going to bring them with you? Like President's Day is that gonna is that gonna stay? No, like, like we kept the big ones. Uh, Arbor you know, Day. Arbor Day is that gonna it's like Memorial your Day. Uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day, we do it up big. St. Patrick's Day, that's well, kind of a Ferguson family tradition. Well, yeah, plus it's the, the day before your birthday. So it's the day before my birthday. Your hangover, um, hangover, um, happy birthday. So. <laughs> sure. And uh, I don't know. Well, Thanksgiving, of course, is a big American holiday that we'll do up nice and big. But yeah, so we are planning. We were trying to figure out, like, what do you do to celebrate Fourth of July? when you don't live around any other Americans. Yeah. Because so much of 4th of July is really communal activities. It's barbecuing with friends. Uh, You know, we would do a big neighborhood, like everybody sit in the cul-de-sac and this guy would blow off his fireworks. That's where where, where the magic happens on 4th of July. We go to other people's cul-de-sacs just to experience it. We loved living on a cul-de-sac. It was great. You know, you go to the park, you go to the parade, all of those things. So we've already planned. We've gathered some candy and we're going to uh, we're going to put on. So it'll be Sarah and I and then a friend that's here helping us for a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to put on a parade for the kids. And so and toss candy out to them and do it up really big like that. And then we're just coming up with some other fun activities. We're definitely going to watch uh, the because this is my tradition and, you know, I get a little choked up every time we watch um, the scene from John Adams when they pass the Declaration of Independence and they're like reading the Declaration of Independence, all these different people all around the country. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? I know. I kind of uh, remember some of the scene. You and I watched that together in your parents' living room as you explained <laughs> to me what was going on. Very similar time frame as when we watched the West Wing for the first time. Yes. Uh, but I'm, I am I am interested. What are What is all of the content? What is all the movies or shows or whatever you're going to watch and i'm interested you said specifically just that scene well with our kids right our we have three kids three and under so it's not like we're gonna go watch the patriot with them (laughs) no well no seriously we're um sarah's never seen that so we're actually i think we're gonna watch that after the kids go to bed but just that particular scene john adams Patriots, john adams on the list and i don't know like we usually we'll watch a lot of i love um like some american 
uh, marching band, like some John Philip Sousa music. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. You know you love it. So I'm, not, you know, I'm, we'll not, ha- I'm, I'm saying yes, I understand. No, not yes. That's on my list. That's definitely not on my list. I have an Apple Music playlist if you would like me to share you, that oh with God. you. And of course you have Apple and Music, not Spotify, because no. you gotta stay all in the family. If, if Apple offers it, you gotta use that instead. So I'm sorry. Why use Spotify when I can pay Apple one flat fee and I get all my music, all my storage. I get Apple TV Plus, I get Arcade, I get all of that stuff. Plus, it works seamlessly with my HomePods. I love me my HomePods. Wait a minute. I didn't know that you you had bought, you were one of the three people that actually bought an, a HomePod. HomePod minis. They're like one of the most popular thing Apple makes. What do you mean? What do you mean one of three? I, I, I you are the was, only person in my so life that so popular had, that you, they released it in multiple colors. Listen, you are the only person in my life that I know verify who cares about their privacy. <laughs> Is that what I'm just we're such good friends. I can that's finish where, your that's, where that's where it was going. But you are the only person in my life that I know hasn't has a HomePod. That's really? the level. I know nobody. Nobody has a HomePod. They are amazing. The sound quality out of those suckers will beat any Alexa device you want to put up against it. Plus, it's not constantly spying on you and selling your information to Jeff Bezos so he can fly his you-know-what up into space. He's just, they're they're instead telling it to Tim Cook, which, as we know from Jurassic World Dominion, is going to um, take over the world with his locusts. Because that's accurate. Because that's accurate. (laughs) Tim Tim Cook and his evil apple locust. His evil um, body What do you think? What do you think they're growing there in that apple park? It's not some orchard. It's, it's they're locusts. growing locusts. They're growing the loci locusts. or whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, you would be forever changed if you would stop selling your soul to Amazon and switch on over to home device, home pods, home devices, home pods, home pods. Yeah. But where, where are we talking about this? We, we weren't talking about any of this. We were just talking about. Uh, your your tradition for Fourth of July. So my HomePods will be playing nonstop patriotic music. Kind of, we, we have we go through our cycles. We kind of do the big fanfare, then we switch over to kind of your your pop music. Um, you know, some Bruce Springsteen, some some good old Americana tunes. There, I'm gonna guess you have somewhere in your house right now four American flags hanging up somewhere. Three. <gasps> I was so close because I didn't want you don't want to go too egregious with it. And then it just mm-hmm. feels like mm-hmm. you're it's just it gets kind of weird if you have too many of you, them. You you were you were close, though, because I mean, we have three small ones like that. The, and I want we forgot to bring like a large American flag, a down bigger one. Us. And that was my intention was like, oh, we would have a big one and then the kids could each have a flag. So you were close. You like in my mind, we should have four. There, there should have been four, but you only had three. You would have had right. four if you would have had your own designs. That's right. We, uh, so our, our go-tos every year is uh, the one we can watch with the kids is National Treasure. So that's, that's, a, that's a great okay. one. It's okay. It's that that one's kind of that's a safe one for them to be a part of it, and they don't totally understand why Dad Dad loves um, Nicolas Cage so much in this film. Um, even though I think now they've kind of like, can we watch something else instead? Uh, but we always watch that. We try to also get in some Independence Day somewhere in there as well. 
That's but we got that on DVD. Although I did find it that it's on streaming on Prime this year. So if you're looking for Independence Day, Prime is your go-to for that if you want to watch I, it. Again, like if you want to sell your soul to Jeff Bezos, continue on. Exactly. Uh, so those are those are our go-to's um, our, our go-to movies right there. Those those two. Um, but I'm looking for new other options if something were to. I do. I you know what I miss? I kind of really loved Live Free or Die Hard. Maybe I'll bring that one back. That one was a good resurrecting the uh, Live Free Die Hard franchise for a hot second there in the uh, 2006s or 2007 somewhere in there. That was a good, good one with Justin Long. Justin Long, a part of that, right at the top of his um, Apple Mac versus PC era, doing a great job. It was short. It was, it was, it was a short-lived short. little boop boop. It was short, but he 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 got some good good run out of that. Um, anything else that you were wanting to talk about for Fourth of July, or your family? Um, I I I need to sit down and think through this. Um, but my intention is to watch at least an episode of the West Wing. And there's there there is the 4th of July episode uh, 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 that is fantastic where he is constantly telling the story of Jefferson and Adams dying on the same day and everything. So I might be that episode that I pull out. Um but yeah, I mean you can't have a 4th of July without some President Bartlett in your life. Well, I hope when everybody listens to this that you still have all 10 fingers. And you're filled up with joy and patriotic spirit is just like reverberating, rippling through even through Wednesday when they all hear this, this episode. Yes, we um, we will we'll have to revisit and make sure everybody's OK. Give a status update somewhere. <laughs> and I apologize if you are hearing little, little rumbles in the background of my audio. It's because it is not Fourth of July yet. And yet people are still lighting off fireworks tonight already and i miss that i always loved i mean our neighborhood there was a guy who started and he pretty much did the whole month of july back in brownsburg it was just like non-stop non-freaking stop you know what says non-stop eddie is the amount of new shows there are to talk about on disney plus they're they're keeping up i think they it finally dawned on them like hey just because we have a really great library doesn't mean people are gonna keep signing up like we got to pump out new content. Got to pull out the new content. And one of those big ones that came overlapping with, uh, kind of side by side with Obi-Wan Kenobi, was Miss Marvel came out. And you had told me, like many people, actually, this was a recurring theme, and even for myself was a recurring theme, that only watched the first episode. And then even though we've there's four out now, you stopped after episode one. Tell me about your experience, Eddie, and why you stopped at episode one. I mean, I didn't feel like it was bad. It wasn't like, oh, this is awful. It was just like, okay, I have no, I've, I've no interest to continue on with this. I think the way I described it to you was, you know, Marvel, each iteration of Marvel, they do a genre or a style, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have your World War II flick in the first Captain America or your, espionage deep state with winter soldier this i felt like they were checking the box of nickelodeon disney channel teen bopper <laughs> show teen bopper show is I the if you want to look did up I, the genres that's the I just, one you, you look up did i just date myself with teen bop all the teen girls bopper. reading reading teen bop 
JTT. JTT. <laughs> I love that we just said that in unison. Perfect unison. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was just kind of my thing where it was like, okay, cool, but I'm, I, I have limited time. I'm not going to invest in this. I would much rather watch Stranger Things. And there was a lot of Stranger Things. Too bad we don't Lots. have a dedicated, maybe we should do a whole episode dedicated to that. Um, which I have not, I've not finished it yet. Neither have I. So I have the final episode to go. Spoil it, don't Because the final episode is two and a half hours. It's not an episode. It's a movie. I was initially hurt by the fact that there was only two episodes in this last last iteration, but also like there's like three or four episodes worth of content. Anyways, we can't go into that. We got we got to stay focused, Eddie. This is a Disney show. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I had this. I had a very similar reaction to you. First episode, I was kind of out. I was done. I was like not interested the lead actress i just wasn't a fan of and then i found out that she is a fan who had never been in movies before and they cast her as the lead in a major marvel series and i was very upset about that and i was like that's too on the nose you're trying to typecast somebody too much for a girl who just got who had just graduated i think she just graduated high school and then went straight into this series it was crazy but then my um, assistant, uh, Eleni, at work sat me down and she was like, JB, you need to watch this series. You need to give it another chance. It had okay. gone to two episodes and she was like very serious and like, like, listen, it gets better after the first episode. The second episode, especially at the end, there's a turn where it starts having a more driven like feel to it. Not okay. just like, not just like, hey, we're having kind of fun. Like, no, there's. There's a turn to it. I gave it that chance, Eddie. I'm glad I did. Hmm. I'm glad I did. So this is me. I'm not sitting down. We're both already sitting down and we're not in the same room as each other. But I'm just saying, I want you to give it a chance. I want you to give it a little bit more of your heart. It takes a turn. It goes a little bit more. It, it does deep go deeper into the genre even more. The teeny even- bopper genre into the into the high school romance coming of age all of that stuff it's still there it's still very prevalent but i think it i think it does get better okay. i haven't rewatched it really i no i take that back i rewatched one of the episodes cuz i also had my wife as well start watching i couldn't tell if she was into it or not cuz i think she might have been falling asleep while we were rewatching it <laughs> uh but i watched the first 3 episodes i'm not like dying i have to watch the next episode because i haven't watched episode four yet and it's been a few days but i just want you to give it a chance eddie i want you to give it a chance partially because we need content to do for an an episode to do a review of this for the show but also because there's eddie there's a bollywood style wedding holy cow i love a good bollywood scene so that's something you, to look you may forward have gotten, to. You may have gotten me just on that. That's in that's in episode three. So get get the next one. There's a turn. There's some more interests involved. Like all right, all right. There's all a right. there's someone running for office for a local Say no more. office. Say I, no more. The community is involved. I just you, want you to to do. You this. and I have always had this understanding, though. Like when one sees something that the other or one likes something that the other doesn't like. And it was like, no, 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 give it another chance. We, we go do it. We, it's just yep. kind of a, I mean, for goodness sakes, you went back into Jurassic world dominion 
because of one text from me. And not, I'm not even asking you the to least go I spend can do. money. I'm just the saying. The least I can do. The least you can is, do is watch the content you already paid for. <laughs> I paid for it three years ago. Oh, yeah. Are you feeling sad that you now have to actually yeah, pay? Yeah, this, this fall. This fall, I will have to start paying for There's been several, several people in my office have been like, oh, yeah, I haven't had to pay for that. Now I have to start paying for it. Ooh. It makes be rough you think and about be higher it. than you had to pay for it before. So for sure, I'm hoping that some other deal comes out at D23 this summer, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, when is D23? We should September. 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 Um, and they're already gearing up. A lot of news. We'll have maybe we'll do a special episode just because um, D23. If you don't know, is the uh, Disney official Disney fan club. Um, and usually at that big convention, it's kind of like the Disney con, you could call it. And they will announce movies, theme park things like pretty much anything from across the Disney company. They announce, you know, all sorts of new big stuff coming up. So there'll definitely be movie announcements or stuff coming out of that. So I can I I feel like a big review episode might be in order. But it's not till September. A review episode. I think even a future down the way, once we've got sponsors for this podcast and we've got merch and stuff like that. that live, we, live from, from D23. D23 in Anaheim, California. I think that's in our future. I think with me up. walking around the the convention hall with my cool snowball microphone. Actually, that, your voice does sound better right there. Can you hold that there the rest of the time? <laughs> Sure. And not, and not just like roam with it. It might be better that I hold it because I do move around so much. We are going to get a lot of hands. Oh, that's true. Do you hand, hand put stuff. It back down? But we should, maybe we should get you a headset. I think a headset would might even be even a headset like, like, like Dave Ramsey, just like a headset with like a microphone built into it. I think this, this Don't. is. Don't. You know, I love watching. The Dave clips on YouTube. It's it's. I'll have to. I'll have to start picking my nose with my thumb, live on air. Oh gosh. (laughs) This has veered off far from where this conversation is about. I'm sorry. But next, we are here in the middle of summer, Fourth of July. Eddie, does it feel like this is like we've finally gotten back to what summer is supposed to be all about? Yes, just big movie after big movie. Like, uh, it's not a summer of movies unless you feel like, oh man, I don't have enough time or money to like get to the theater as often as I want. Or like, money. you want to, you <laughs> should have that, that pressure to kind of feel like, oh man, I kind of, uh. this is when they should be hitting the AMC stuff, should be hitting me up every week saying, you know, you could save money by instead of purchasing all your movies separately by, Signing up for AMC A list, but you know what? I always do remember. Do they still have it? Oh do yeah, they still have. Oh it? yeah, oh, okay. I got friend. I got uh, several friends who all have it, and they use it all the time. It's 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 because once it gets to September and October, remember Jan- Oh February, that's the worst. February yeah. is the bottom of the barrel of stuff that's out there. That's what I always try to remind myself th- about that. That that's why I don't need to pay for a monthly subscription. But anyway, so month summer movies. This feel this feels like we're back. You just you just went. You've seen two since we've last spoken. Uh, I have gone to none. 
But the so some of the big ones that, that have come out, we got Doctor Strange, we got Top yeah. Gun, Jurassic yeah. World Dominion, even though we bashed on it a lot last week, I specifically bashed on it a lot a week. There was still a largeness, all of these dinosaurs, the dinosaurs were the best part of it. Um, and we still got more to come. It just feels like it's another big summer because we haven't had one well, of these in a couple couple years. And it, yeah, I mean, it's the first time in a long, I mean, well, uh, so, I mean, you had Spider-Man No Way Home, but that was going to be big no matter when it came out. And that was December. Uh, and that was December. But you have Top Gun Maverick that is mm. now at $1.1 billion Oof. worldwide. This is, surprisingly, this is Tom Cruise's first billion dollar movie wow i would not have guessed that i would have guessed some other but it going back and look at it several people have you know reported on it this is his first billion dollar movie and well deserved i mean this is this movie is why you go to the theaters and honestly i think everything that has come out that has kind of drawn my attention i've still played this game in my head of like but would I rather go see Top Gun again? For the second time. Has that, has that kept you away from some films? No, not really. I mean, um, just time and money is what usually keeps me away. But um, Especially it is uh, the, the um, yeah, I, I went and saw Jurassic World. I was I, I had fun with that, but none of the other ones have pulled me enough. I've wanted to go see Elvis. That looks really intriguing, but it doesn't come out here until mid July. It's a little delayed in its Latin American release. Boz Lerman. So very stylized based on his, uh, the way that he makes stuff. I, uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. In, Did in I mention Tom giant, Hanks? Giant fat suit. Tom Hanks Tom is Hanks. in it. But we also Tom got Hanks. some off. Um, it wasn't even just what we saw in theaters. Having Stranger Things in the middle of the summer just kind of added perfect. to it, even though we weren't yeah. and we probably a lot of people binged it in a couple of nights like that added to the spectacle of the summer. I feel like we've been I mean, you guys did the same thing. We went back and we rewatched everything. So we were kind of so late getting to season four and we've been having that was fun because now we see so many of the different connections and everything. Yeah. And it's a good season, but we're not a Stranger Things podcast. Uh, <laughs> you you went and saw Lightyear and Minions. There's yep. a lot of discussion going on online about this because Lightyear has not performed well at all. Um, it's been out for a week and a half, two weeks. Yep. And it has grossed just $105 million, uh, domestically. These are just domestic numbers. And Minions has only been out for three days and has already grossed $108 million. So in just three days, which worldwide, it's 202, $202 million. So ugh, what's going on here? A lot of people are making the comparison. They thought Lightyear didn't do good because families may not be comfortable going back to the theaters. Oh, Minions is proving that wrong. So what are your thoughts having seen them? I've not seen either. Well, it's not an apples for apples comparison, I feel like, because even though saying this is Toy Story, it's still a new it's still it, it, it kind of merges the two things like they they say that new Pixar properties um, like Luca and like Coco um, are a little bit harder if people don't have a familiarity with the subject matter. 
to bring them sure. back into theaters. That's why the sequels do so well. And really, even though Lightyear is connected to it, uh, it's still not, it's still a newer property and a newer story. So there's, I think we might have even talked about this. There's whole videos online of um, Chris Evans really struggling to describe what this movie is. Yeah, he can't even articulate it, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because then the opening of the entire film is the simplest, most basic description of it that is necessary for the film, which is like, in 1995, a boy bought a toy um, for his favorite movie. This is this is that this is that movie. It's just like that's all we really needed. But there's so much context needed to connect it to Lightyear or to to Toy Story that it's not a true sequel or prequel uh, in the in in the in the sense of that. It's not like as tightly connected to the original story. Toy Story universe is that a thing? Are we are we saying? I know Pixar universe. You won Pixar universe theory. If anyone wants to go Google that, um, so it it really was a new story, and the focus was so heavy on how is this connected to Toy Story, and it wasn't people just wanting to watch this story because it looked like an interesting story. I felt like I think that's where it lost a little bit of it. Minions, it's so basic. Like, I didn't even have to really convince my son. It was like, we're going to go watch the minions from Gru just do random stuff. Literally, that's it. I don't care what they do. I don't I don't even care what the storyline is. We're just going to go watch minions being minions. And there's more Gru in this. There's a lot more younger Gru in the newer minions movie. And I think that's some of the level of it. You, you were able to turn your brain off. Like, some things you want to turn your brain on and think and whatever. A lot of times movies, I just want to turn it off. And I want, what's the basic idea? Why did dress? Why do people go dress world? It's dinosaurs. I just want to see dinosaurs. uh, Attacking each other. And uh, we forgot, what was the thing someone said? The adage is every Jurassic World movies is the dinosaurs get out. And we all realize that we shouldn't have made them in the first place. That's what it is. Minions. Minions saying gobbledygook and being funny. And uh, there's a little bit of Gru in there. Great. Awesome. I'm in. This movie, Lightyear. It's it's a space astronaut, uh, but he's it looks like he's stuck on a planet somewhere. Oh, it, but it's it's heavily connected to light, but it's not really light year. There's just too many layers of understanding. And that's before you even go see the film. Um, I think that was really what was hurting it to no, even I'm, get into the movie. Even just from a marketing standpoint, you know, Minions has been everywhere. Lightyear was not pushed super heavy. Oh, okay. You know, Minions, you had Steve Carell on everything. And Steve Carell is just going to sell anything. And also, right before the movie came out, Julie Andrews won the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award. And so she's been on doing a whole bunch of press and she's in Minions. She's the voice of his mother. Um, And so you had Julie Andrews and Steve Carell like on everything going around talking up this movie. And then with Lightyear, you had Chris Evans show up on a few things. And the whole time Chris Evans can't even articulate the movie that he's the star character of. You're just like, you're not selling me on this one, buddy. Um, So I think, you know, people wanted to go to the theaters, but they're going, is that what I want to go out for? Is that the... Because, I mean, you know, to take a kid to the theater is no easy task. It's a commitment. 
It's a commitment. It's a commitment. I have to buy popcorn just yeah. to keep him occupied. I also this time went and got like a small thing of uh, M&Ms for us to share as well. Just like as a secondary, like once Aww. this one's done. And this time I was very specific in making sure I waited till several previews had happened before we busted out the popcorn. Just making sure we could actually get through it. And sure. But to, to the credit of the movie, in the other films we had watched and that I'd taken him to, somewhere around three two-thirds of the way, three-fourths of the way, he starts drifting. He starts looking around. He starts looking back at the at the people behind us and other things like that. And I got to kind of rein him in. He was just into this the entire time because it's just minions being silly and saying, doing fart jokes. And when he left, he's like, he kept on talking about how, how he saw one of the minions, butt. because <laughs> my son's, my son is five years old. That's all. Yeah. He, that's, that's what he's into right now uh, is that. And uh, the light year just isn't, it's not, it, it's not a kid's movie, actually. It's very much, there's no, there's not a lot of funny, it's not a lot of, not that I'm saying it wasn't funny or lighthearted. It's just a way different sell than Minions. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Like there was, so for me, like not trying to give too much away, there was actually moments in Lightyear where I got a little teared up from the relationship of him losing uh, his uh, uh, a key figure in his life in 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 there, and it's a it's a key crucial role in his direction. But it's got more adult themes of responsibility, and I was responsible for this crew getting off this planet, and now it's up to me to solve it. And just the, the there's a lot of great themes in the film, but if you're talking about which one would I th- put my, turn on for my kid, it's it's an easy. It's an easy decision to say minions instead. I think that's right. why parents just flocked to it because it was just this is so much. This is easier. We can just right. put this in front of. And they're coming out two weeks apart. Also meant that it was like we kind of got to make a choice. You got to pick which one are you going to minions do? or Lightyear. And for us, we chose minions. Yeah. No, I I, I am sad because I love Pixar. Um, oh yeah, so excited to finally see a Pixar movie in theaters again. So right, that's the downside to this. Is this that, is going to hamper that? This well, is going to hamper that. Going Eddie, if forward, we go, if no we go doubt. back, if we go back to only straight to Disney Plus, I'm going to be so sad. Right and, now, I'm just full you warning know, you, you're going to get sad. Jenny, on this podcast, without going too deep into it, I think that no one part of Disney slash Pixar is completely to blame for this. I think there are multiple things that they just didn't know their audience uh, in putting out this movie on multiple levels. And again, it is a sign on of a lot of things. I think Disney is in uh, they've kind of lost their way a little bit right now in understanding their audience and their clientele. But I also eh, things things have a way of balancing themselves back out. And I think, you know, several years from now, we'll look at this differently. But. Uh, I think Lightyear is just another example of that. They, so many parts of the company just don't understand who their audience is. Yeah. Going from 51 million down to 17 million, down to 6 million in subsequent weekends. That's not a, that's not what franchise properties do. And that's not what they, that's not what, that's not what Pixar does. That's not what Pixar does. And I mean, that's what's sad is I think this is officially the first flop of Pixar. It's uh, it's under the good dinosaur currently it's, right now. It it's made less than the good dinosaur. Holy cow! 
Yeah, it's wow. not it's not looking good. Yeah. They're kind of yeah. yeah, this sad. I hope I hope they're looking at this and go, "No, please no." Like make some changes, do the right thing cuz I I really hope that they my biggest thing is I just it's the biggest thing I was complaining about. I just want us to have Pixar movies to go see in theaters and I hope they don't do a solo where they're like, "Oh, people don't like this, so let's reel it back in and not do this." They're still going to make Overrats. movies, but I hope they don't take it all back to Disney Plus cuz that sucks. I, it was great seeing it's it's just great. I love seeing it. That's that's why we love summer movies. It's cuz they were big in theaters. You can go experience it in all yeah. the glory that it is. And speaking of glory, we have another Marvel movie coming out this this coming Friday. Uh the last big This is probably the last big summer summer movie. I know that there's still uh Jordan Peele's Nope which is comes out either in I think it's in August or early mm-hmm. July or end of July that I am excited about. But that's not really a tentpole film. That's more of a thriller Jordan Peele film. But Thor: Love and Thunder, Eddie, what what what, what are we preparing for next weekend? Um, we're gonna go see it. We've already set up where Sarah's gonna go have a girls' night with a lady in the church. They're gonna go see it. And then me, and then a few days later, me and the husband, we're going to go. Oh, so you're going to, oh, this is, this is, this is very dead. This is very meticulous, Eddie. Well, we, we had originally thought, oh, we'll do a double date. But then we're like, we can't do that to somebody because they have kids. We have kids. Um, So I was like, well, let's just do it this way. And this will be a lot more fun. So I may go see it in Spanish. He asked if we could go see it in Spanish. So you're going to be okay um, with that? It's weird. It's weird for me. It's I, I can understand it and I'm you but know, it's not I, I don't miss anything. It's just weird seeing a Spanish it's voice. Not the two come Chris's. Out of, it's not the two Chris's yeah, in yeah. their actual language. Right. Who's the second Chris? Well, it's got it's got Chris Hemsworth and Chris why can't I remember his name? Am, am I am I saying the wrong Chris? Yes, you are. You're thinking Christian Bale. Well, no, there's Christian Bale, there's Chris Hemsworth, and then there's Chris, there's what's his name from the from Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, Chris Pratt is Chris in this Pratt's one. Yeah, See, I wasn't that yeah. wrong, Look but it is. You. It's okay, three Chris's: Chris, Chris, and Christian. Sure, sure, you can stretch it that far. No, I'm excited about this one. I I like Tika. Uh, am Tyka. I saying is Tika? Tika, sorry, Tika. Uh, I mean his wacky, irreverent humor is hilarious to me. So. He was in, I was just thinking of him because he... He was in uh, Lightyear. He is in Lightyear. He voices one of the characters. Uh, yeah, the he has a very specific... It's weird because you. it's crazy to think that the guy who made Thor also made Jojo Rabbit, but, there's, but that's a true statement. <laughs> and he also did some of the Mandalorian, so he has some range, but this feels exactly like the, um, the, second, the third Thor movie. It's just... A continuation of that feel, maybe even to an, a whole nother degree. But is this going to be the last Thor movie? Do you think this is going to be the last Thor movie? Are they going to like no. send him? Up? They're kind of. He's kind of having a. He's having a crisis of conscience of what he's doing with his life. He's doing yoga and growing his hair out again. Like, I, are we going to see more of Thor, or is this it? Is this I think. A- I think he's he's around for a little bit. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think we'll get at least one or two more uh, big Thor things, whether that's Chris Hemsworth all on his own or he's in some of these things. But he's the last of the big characters. 
So I think they got to kind of bring him along a little bit. And Chris Hemsworth's just having fun doing this character. I think I saw an article where he said he, after this, after before the third Thor movie, Ragnarok, he had kind of lost interest in the character. And Ragnarok, oh, the Dark World was awful. Yeah. But even like being involved in some of the Avengers films, but Ragnarok is really what reinvigorated his love right for that up. character. I just wonder after Ragnarok and and the two Avengers films, and now this, have we kind of reached our limit on Thor? Um, and is he going to go off into the great beyond? Oh. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Uh, there's discussion on him. So the third Deadpool, which I've not seen any of the Deadpool movies. Um, there's discussion, though, that Deadpool 3, which is coming out soon or is going to go into production soon, it is going to be in the MCU. And they bought it now. Now, now anything that they do will be right. So um, Chris Hemsworth apparently is jockeying to be in Deadpool three. To be that sounds about that sounds about right. Do you think the real question is the real question is, are they going to bring Deadpool to Disney plus? (laughs) I doubt it. That's probably going to stay on Hulu. <laughs> in some going. countries, it is. In some, oh countries yeah, it all is. of the yeah. anytime, anytime I watch a Marvel series and then I go watch the seventy-five Easter eggs you missed. Every third one of them is uh, for one of their different like IP spoofers. That one of the big selling points is now you can watch Disney Plus all the content, all the adult, yeah. con- all the more adult content that that you just can't get on the 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 sanitized american disney um because disney plus disney plus you know all the things so mm-hmm. awesome I'm, I'm glad you have a master plan eddie to still make sure you see it uh we will i will probably also see it this weekend so maybe we'll have to do a thor recap next week on what we thought about it and i our, like that our reactions i think that's a good way i think that's a stay tuned i'm pretty sure you can you can hear that next week but that is the end. That's all the uh, Disney news we have for you this week. Uh, but um, Disney media news that we have for you this week. Uh, so now we're here to talk, continue our march from 2000, from 1987, 88 to 2005, going all of the Disney movies that we grew up on. Uh, so today we got Bruce Willis today. He's going to be bringing us in with the kid. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, so here is the IMDb description for The Kid. An unhappy and disliked image consultant gets a second shot at life when he is mysteriously confronted by an eight-year-old version of himself. That's fine. That's the premise. That's what it is. No one likes him, and he meets himself. (laughs) This was a Ferguson family favorite. Oh, Oh, really? We loved this movie growing up, watched it quite often, and quoted it quite often, because there's some good quotable lines in this movie. Very quotable. A mm-hmm. lot of one-liners in this film. I don't know if all of them uh, are great, but they're they're remember they're they're good. They're like witty. Our go-to favorite was always the I grow up to be a dogless, chickless loser. Mm-hmm. So I'm 40, don't have a girl, don't have a dog. 
I'm a loser. I love it. And I love how it kind of plays in at the end where he's like, we're not a loser. <laughs> I also love the when he sits down at the TV and he's like, holy smokes, 99 channels and there's nothing on. That is such a great remembrance of of cable at this time where it was just like so many channels, you know, it's just, oh, there's all, but there was really not there's not there was nothing on. And you see why we are no longer a cable driven world, because it's like, yeah, I'm not going to pay for all that. I'm just going to pay for what I want. So this is John Turtletob. He's back in. He, If you remember him, he did uh, some other Disney films that we've talked National about. National Treasure that yeah. we've already talked about. No, we haven't because that's coming out in 2004. Well, I mean, no, we, sorry. We, we talked, we talked about, about it po- when we were talking about for the July. Talk about on this podcast. Well, is that is that going to be in our list? Is that on our list yeah. of uh, Disney films? Awesome. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for that when we do that, I, what, like next year or whatever. Uh, cool Runnings. <gasps> yeah, cool. 2004. It's one of the last ones. Uh, yeah, Cool Runnings. While You Were Sleeping. I know that that's one of your favorites. Little little Sandra B. Sandra B. Uh, yeah, so this definitely had a very similar vibe to Cool Runnings in the sense of just like a little bit of stupid humor. It had all of the classic... Whatever that, I don't know if they just have like a soundtrack that they just repurpose. Thank you for bringing all these types of kid bike lane. I liked it though. A little bit of a little bit of clarinet, a little bit of jazz saxophone or whatever. It's like a little bit. You know who? You know who started this? Nostalgic. You know who started this? It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. It's that same vibe. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. This is the second. So as soon as this movie started, the two thoughts I had was one, whatever happened to the good, long, drawn out title card sequence. Love it. Love it. Something was kind of happening and there was like, yes, it's a little bit of a story. It's okay. We're setting the tone and everything. But I like the title sequence at the top of movies. I know that's not a thing anymore. We want to jump straight in and get to the action. But I always liked the kind of ease in, you know? I always liked a little bit of, I don't know. I like I liked the old school title card sequence. So this had that, that remind me. And then the second thing I thought of was, yes, the music. This is just like a warm hug. Even though this movie came out in 2000, <laughs> it was like a nice hug from the 1990s. Oh, like, it's... This movie Here's your should childhood. Have, let me give you a hug. This movie, don't kid yourself. It actually probably was a '90s film that they just like made and then held on for some weird reason till it was in the 2000s. Because this is all '90s, all over the like. Not as much like physical nostalgia. Like we don't see like product placement as much and stuff like that. But the tone, the feel, the energy, all of everything that comes out of Bruce Willis's mouth is just pure '90s. Do you know how Bruce Willis got to be in this movie? No, but I'm dying to know from your research. So as I came across this, I've got like my little like little giddy moment because I'm like, ooh, JB's going to love this. This is fantastic. So I'm, in here, ni- I'm here for this. So in 1997, there was a romantic comedy in production called Broadway Brawler. Okay. It was going to star Bruce Willis and was produced by Bruce Willis. And it was under one of the subsidiaries that Disney had created in the 90s. But Walt Disney was going to be the main distributor of that movie. 
The movie pretty much got stuck in pre-production hell for two years Mm -hmm. because Bruce Willis was such a pain to deal with. This is what I'm reading online. Okay. Um, so it, within that two years, over half of the film's budget of $28 million had already been spent and nothing, nobody wanted to carry on with it. So the production folded even before they had shot any scenes. Wow. Okay. So the implosion of the production was largely attributed to Willis and his actions and behavior. So it left him in a really difficult position. So his uh, agency negotiated a deal to uh, pretty much uh, head off a lawsuit. So a lawsuit was coming Willis's way for, I don't know what it would be, breach of contract or whatever causing all of this. So to offset the loss, they created a deal And a three-picture deal with Disney. Okay, Willis will do three films for you or your subsidiaries. And those three films he will do at a reduced rate. So you got to remember, in the 90s, Willis was huge. He brought in, his starting asking price was $20 million a movie. With this deal, for three movies, they got Willis for... Three million dollars. Wow! So he only earned nine million dollars. Just to get, just to get in back into the good graces of people. Uh, just to get in the back in the good graces into head off a lawsuit that was going to be a lot of money. Do you want to venture to guess what those three movies Willis did to make peace? Go for it. This one, of course, Disney's the kid. Okay. Armageddon. Wow. The Sixth Sense. Wow. The I hope he's got some good res- he got some good back end deals like points on the back end cuz that's a that's a those two those two specifically are major major films. Right. Honestly, like when you talk about Willis's career, I mean of course yeah. Die Hard is like pops first. Yep. But I mean Armageddon Sixth Sense is Arguably his best performance as an actor. Maybe Unbreakable gets, you know, as an actor. He does Unbreakable after that. I love, yeah, he does Unbreakable after that. Um, But yes, Armageddon is is, probably one of his most famous. And I mean, it is one of the best, one of the top films of all time. So, oh, yeah. Um, So that was put out by one of the subsidiaries, you know. This is the only one that got the full Disney release. Uh, all the others were those weird kind of subsidiaries. Do you think we're not going to be doing Armageddon uh, coming up soon? As you'd like to say, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. But it's not on the list. It's not on like we have our official list. If you go to honeywemade.com slash movies, you can. But th- that official list is just based off of anything that was Disney got the banner. official Walt Disney Company production or Walt Disney production. So that's how that was. But I thought that was fascinating that that's how we got these movies. This is a, that's a great nugget, Eddie. That's a that's a thing. That, that's a thing that my wife will, will love. She loves when you, and, when she can learn something on a podcast. I'm just here for the banter. But whenever she can learn something <laughs> on the podcast, she loves that. Um, so if you can find something she doesn't know, so this is going to be she's I'm already she's going to text me. 
literally this, right now as she's listening to this. This is this is you know this is what I I, I do my work for. I, I I try and serve our our audience in this way. But so we we never got Broadway Brawler, but we got um, the Sixth Sense Armageddon and this Disney's The Kid. Just just to humor everybody, do you want to know what the premise of Broadway Brawler was going to be? Yes, please give me the IMDb description for Broadway Brawler. I'll pick up the microphone for mm. this one. Eddie Kaminsky, played by Bruce Willis, uh, has been retired professional hockey player, starts a relationship with a character played Mari by Mari Terene. Mari Terene. And the film was obstinately to have been a sporty comedy in the same vein as Jerry Maguire. Sporty comedy that's in the same vein as Jerry Maguire. He kind of is a Jerry Maguire-esque character in this, in the sense of he's an image consultant instead of a sports, sure. uh, sports, um, but he's in the sports world, so I can, I'm, okay. So doesn't sound that interesting. <laughs> but, like, I'm seeing that. <laughs> I'm thing. glad we got Disney's The Kid instead. Um, no, uh, but this movie's fantastic. Did you see, I mean, this has got a, a, a great supporting cast. So a I mean, Bruce of, Willis. A lot of uh, appearances or kind of kind of cameos from people. We get Melissa McCarthy here for a hot yes. second. Uh, one this, of her first roles, yeah. And she's she's probably right in the middle of Gilmore Girls as this mm-hmm. whole thing is happening. Uh, you get uh, Chandler from Friends uh, just, <laughs> just wearing a giant beard. It's like, I'm not going to cut my hair and not going to cut my beard. <laughs> like, that's all he had to do for that for that entire scene and probably got paid a lot of money for really though the the magic of this movie is anytime lily tomlin is on screen she is my favorite person in this film well Sorry. and i think we get a precursor to her role in the west wing as this the is, secretary this was her this is where she got the inspiration from. You know, some people, they say, oh, I got it from a real person or real whatever. That's where I created this. She created. <laughs> she got it from herself. She got it from a I, I was inspired by myself in the kid. So I took yes. that over. She, she, it was so good. So the whole scene where he's like, you're the assistant, fix it, find the answer. And she's like, oh, I'll just take my magic, my magic uh, assistant uh, robe and ooh, find it. I paused it, rewound it, filmed it with my with my phone phone, and then played it and then sent it back to my assistant that I talked about earlier who sat me down and said, Miss Marvel, like, <laughs> you need to watch it again. I sent it to Eleni because I was like, This I this is do this is hilarious. I need you, I need you to watch this kind of a thing. That's, yes. Yes. Uh no, but Lily Tomlin, even her things like, Oh no, he threatened me with a machete. Oh, you gotta there's there are a lot of people out in the uh, in the lobby. They really need you. It's important stuff. There's pandemonium as she's trying to like haphazardly get him out of the meeting with his dad. Uh, she's she's awesome. She doesn't she doesn't give two cares about anything he says. He doesn't take him too highly. And I love that. I love I loved what she did with this because you're right. It did play into her role um, as um, Jeff Jeff Jed Bartlett's assistant in. Um, the West Wing. I also love Emily Mortimer in this. I think she is just lovable and full of heart. I think 
plucky. she's very plucky, uh, which she brings that back. I mean, we're going to come to another Sorkin series. She was in the newsroom for several seasons. Um, playing I only very watched a few episodes of the first producer. seasons of that. I feel like I'm, I'm slacking oh. on it. I, it, I mean, it's not the West Wing, um, and it definitely gets a little too preachy for my taste in Tries a few a too areas. Hard. Tries a little too hard, but especially that first season. The first season is just mm, pure Sorkin chef kiss. Um, yes, yeah, so she, uh, she's fantastic in this. I, I like her. I think she just gives it a little bit of heart and kind of a counterbalance to Bruce Willis's like dripping sarcasm for the first two thirds of the movie. She's definitely the most Disney of any of the characters in this film. Just like, like we said, are you saying that as a negative or I, uh, it, there were, it was borderline. I'm fine with that. It was borderline at times. It kind of annoying. And this is my thing. This is, this is the thing that made me sad about it is like, why does Amy played by Emily Mortar. Why does Amy want to be with Russ? There is no redeeming quality in him. And anytime he pretends to have redeeming qualities, he then backstabs her on the other just to keep on going. Or he makes fun of her for her own uh, Disney qualities when she's doing the whole speech in front of them in front of the moonlight. Like, why does she want to be with him other than he's the main character of a Disney film? It's a timeless question that you bring up here. <laughs> but normally there's like something, there's something endearing. There's nothing endearing yeah, about Bruce Willis wor- in this. But this is, we, you know, I always say the worst thing a girl can see in a guy is potential. But so many girls stick with guys because all they see is potential. They can fix them. Is that, is that what you're they saying? They can fix them. They think, oh, I can be the one who brings, you know, a little bit more out in him. I don't know. The the other person in this, I love Spencer Bressling, uh, Abigail Bressling's older brother. It, he plays the younger version of Russ. I think he's hilarious. I think this is a perfect role for him. He's kind of played this character a lot through a couple of other films and different Disney things of that era. But this for me, I love and he's just got so many great uh great lines or moments i love the scene with the two russes when he's just rattling trying to figure out when he's done you know like when did i learn how to drive 16 when do i get a car 18 when do i get a hickey 17 when When do do i I find out what a hickey is (laughs) not tonight (laughs) i love that that whole exchange between the two of them i think it's I enjoyed the the two Russes and just seeing Bruce Willis with Spencer. And there was just something where I think after he has the conversation at the bar with the reporter uh, and he starts to like, okay, open up and learn. There's just these really fun, really endearing moments between the two characters. Um, and, and I got to go back. Like, I love that scene of him at the bar with the waitress that he helped at the beginning, there's just something so, um, I don't know. It was just so simple and straightforward, but of a, a profound, just kind of self-discovery moment. Uh, I love that character. 
Um, I'm trying to remember what that uh, what the actress's name is. Um, I think that is. Yeah, it's Jean Smart. She's been in a, a couple other things. She was most known for designing women. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. I, I liked those predictable beats. I liked the opening on the on the air on the airline when he's flying and he has that conversation with her. And I remembered that that was one of the moments I remembered from when I first saw this many moons ago was the whole keep the y'all. That's your trademark. I remembered that moment and I just never remembered which movie that was from. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is, the, I think he's going to tell her to keep, yep, 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 he does. Uh, I love when he tells Amy, I forbid you to bond with this boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I loved that moment. There's, there's, um, there was definitely some times where I was annoyed by Rusty throughout this film, but there's definitely near the end, by the time they get to where they're standing outside and they meet, his older self, his uh, even older self, and they like are together jumping up and down saying, "We're you're a pilot, you're a pilot, I'm not a loser. Where I'm like, you know what, you got me. By the end of this film, you wrote me in, you got me just mm-hmm. in enough. Um, but there was definitely some times. Now, what I did find I appreciated, there was another callback to another Disney film when uh, Rusty, while uh, Russ is trying to sleep, Rusty is singing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Took yes, back to Rocket, Man. Rocket Man. Back to Rocket Man. Couldn't forget about Rocket Man on, uh, on, in that moment. <laughs> um, I, 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 I've said this a lot and as we've gone through these movies. I, the, these are the types of movies that are, aren't being made anymore, right? And and yes, some of the streaming platforms are giving a little bit of space to it, but not a lot. I enjoy some of these simpler, don't take yourself too serious, just and, and formulaic. Like there's something comforting about these types of movies that's just, just tell me a, a lighthearted, heartwarming story. This definitely is one of those films with a clear message to it that actually is kind of like, oh, this is actually has like a good like something we kind of need right now. Uh, I love when she, when he says, uh, kind of helps him see exactly what he's doing. He says, you you help people lie about who they really are so they can pretend to be someone else. It's like, ooh, oh, that's good. That's a good. little on the nose. Um, someone else asked him, um, uh, but just that idea of like, he really hates what he's doing and not helping him. He's pretending to be somebody else. Um, I um, do you despise you? That was another line in there that I thought was really good. Um, yeah, it, it, it there were it, it kind of bent. So getting into where I'll eventually go because we're not quite at rating this film yet, but it's definitely there's a lot of Disney feel to it. It's not really a kids movie, so it doesn't it, there. That's where I sometimes like I want a little bit more edge to the film but it's it's really it's a family family flick but it's not like there's like my kids i didn't even try i forget if i even tried watching it with them oh yeah my son i tried watching it with my son and he was out really quickly and he was like moved on out of out of the room this is you know you've got to have that um older kids you know this is upper elementary family um so i mean it's outside of where where we are currently but Yeah, like this is one of those movies where you can just sit down, laugh together. Like I put it in the same category as 
um, a Rocketeer, a Cool Runnings, a Mighty Ducks. Like, here's some, you know, here's some movies that you Mighty can just Ducks sit has down. Way more. Have fun Mighty Ducks has way more fun to it. Has way more like kids, sure, kids sure. oriented things. So, like you got the sports and you got hockey and you got rollers rollerblading no, all different I, places. I, I'm, don't, I'm not Eddie, making. Don't, I'm, no, no, I'm no, not no. making a. I want you to walk that stop. back. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not walking it back. I would say it's in that like that. Uh, uh, we would put it on the same bookshelf of saying like, here's movies that we could go watch together as a family, and everybody's going to find something that they're going to enjoy in this. They're not the exact same type of movie or the same the same thing. You know what I mean by like even what you're trying to accomplish with the movie. But we can all just sit down and and enjoy it together. I hear you. And not and not walk away being that we're watching this because so and so wanted to watch it. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to grab Mighty Ducks way sooner than I would this film again. (laughs) But that's just that's that's me. Um. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting. Oh, are, do you have a counter? Do you have a counter to my? Are you are you saying that this is as good as any of the Mighty Ducks? No, I would agree with your statement. I would probably grab Mighty Ducks before this, um, but I it does cause me to just kind of pause and hesitate a little bit because it is I. I this will be one that our family goes back and watches. I, and I even remember like when Disney for plus first came out and somehow it came up on something and uh, I was like, Oh, you know, and I threw out a couple of lines from it and Sarah was like, I've never seen it. I was like, what? And we stopped and we watched it right then. Like it was, it was one of those movies. Where I'm like, you've got to see this. You've, we've got to fill this hole. Um, and that might be because this was one of those films that my family did sit down together and watch uh on a regular basis and quote to each other uh, a couple of um quotes that i liked from this movie uh and other uh, ones we haven't talked about already i have dry eyes why are you asking me about my dry eyes <laughs> uh also uh i don't have time to go crazy so you're gonna have to call janet and make an appointment like everybody else <laughs> when he's like making a sandwich like freaking out uh with himself up there uh when when he when uh Rust, rusty response to him and he's like doing all this he's crying he's sad well at least i don't do this and he's like twitching his twitching it twitching <laughs> and he his, starts smacking yep, himself smacking himself uh which his crying was not great in the car sure. like it was not not as great as actorial savantness uh but the the, the but one of my favorite ones is when they're in the bathroom and he's like isn't it cool that we both have to go at the same time <laughs> says yes i'll cherish this moment for a lifetime <laughs> that might have been my favorite line of the movie. The one of the lines we quote the most as the Ferguson family is um just you know wham somebody somebody call the ambulance. Uh we say that to each other all the time. Anytime somebody starts having a little bit of a pity party to themselves, somebody in our family will go, somebody call the ambulance. A question I still have lingering from this film is what is I might have missed it because there may have been a point where I kind of slightly dozed off for a half second while watching this. You on, on fall a, asleep after. in a movie? No. Becoming my dad. Uh, the Vanishing Cafe. 
what is the story with the Vanishing Cafe? Or is it always just supposed to be this giant mystery throughout? I think it's supposed to be, you know, one of those things that appears when it's needed. That's that's it. That's the full backstory to this random cafe that pops up with human beings that live and then suddenly disappear like Melissa McCarthy is not real. It's like uh, a giant box with a question mark that you never open because the mystery of what's in the box with the question mark is greater than the content. You're just going to pull up the J.J. Abrams right now, weren't you? Just like the mystery. Box. Well, because he doesn't even keep his own advice with that. But yes, I, <laughs> I think that's one we of the fun you, things about this. You you don't know the mechanism of time travel. You know that the other Russ somehow has a part to play in all of this. And it's like, this, that's not what this movie's about. It's crazy. There's so many, there's kind of some false endings, false. They think, oh, I'm supposed to help you fight the battle. Oh, I'm supposed to help you do this. Oh no, this is really dealing with the loss of mm-hmm. my mother and the moment with the dad. Like that's mm-hmm. that's definitely the 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 heart of this film right there. Um, even though there were times where I was like, eh, it's a little sappy. I was like, you know what? It's a good day. Like I, mean, I said, actually, the moral of the story is he's not a loser. Yes, uh, I, this is a. Like, I've come back. It's just a heartwarming flick. If you're into right? that like kind it's, of thing, yeah. Oh, you aren't such a Grinch. Come on. You love heartwarming. You said you just cried at, uh, uh, what, Lightyear or Minions? You cried at Minions? I had dry eyes, Eddie. Don't ask me about my dry eyes. <laughs> I, yeah, I I think that I, I enjoy movies like this. Sue me. I will sue you. Challenge accepted. Okay. Uh, we didn't mention the fact that there's a lot of Apple... La- Apple product placement in this. We got the power Apple book. stuff. We got power yeah. books on the on the plane, I believe, is when he's using that. And then Lily Tomlin's got an old iMac, one of those first ones that came out that that you know what? This might have actually came out. Those iMacs, were they released at that time when this film came out? Because that feels it's really pretty early. close. This is pretty close right with it. I'm just shocked you're calling out the Apple stuff, seeing that you're no longer a big Apple fan. You know me. I just I turned heel and just completely hate all Microsoft stuff. No, I'm just not. I don't I don't use every single like I don't use Apple toilet paper. Or I don't use Apple bed sheets and stuff like that. So you, you really should. They're both incredibly soft. Well, hold up. Let me get my my um, Apple mug from uh, from our trip to Mecca many <gasps> seven years ago now. <laughs> this is so random inside. I left mine back in Indiana because I, you know, only had so much room. And I'm kind of glad because I have broken three mugs because everything in our house is concrete and tile. If you drop something, it's gone. And I lost, probably the one that I was the most sad over is when the three of us went to Disneyland, I bought this really cool mug with a map of the original Disneyland on the outside of it. That fell and just shattered. And I'm, I didn't cry, but there was a moment where I'm like, what yes. Just so I kept my Apple. I'm glad I kept my Apple mug uh, in storage because uh, it would have been broken by now. Were you so, happy? Yes, Were lots you happy? of original Apple products. Lots of, yeah. lots of original Apple products. Were you um, excited for them to explain in the credits? They have some, they answered the question of why the orange, why this moon looks orange sometimes. Yes, I thought that. See, again, it's just 
heartwarming. That's all the for you, like Eddie. these little touches like that. Yeah. So we ready to rate all this right. thing? We ready to give yeah. our ratings? I I don't want to go first. I'm gonna I let want, you go. First. No 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 no. I want you to go first. I want you to give us give us your rating because I I'm still pondering in my head how much I want to dis- disappoint you. So I had to go back because I wanted you know now. I, our movie list on honeywemade.com, you can see what we've rated all the previous movies. Uh, I I feel like I, I'm going to stick with my analogy of it belongs on this shelf. I'm not saying that they're like as good or, you know, compare. I'm just saying I, I feel that they're in very similar veins. Um, and so I am going to give this a four. Four. Wow. I'm going to give this a four. Um, That's what I gave Rocketeer. That's what I gave Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Mighty Ducks, Cool Runnings, all of those. Um, The four shelf. Four star shelf. Yeah. I think this is just one of those films where like I don't even have to know what I'm grabbing. I just kind of reach one of those films off the shelf, plop it in. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be like a warm blanket. I'm not me? saying it's the greatest movie. I'm not giving it a five. <laughs> I'm not, you know, going up there. I'm just saying this is a really solid movie. I. Uh, it's hard for me with this film, because even though even though like the message of this film, there's some one liners in this film. There's rememberable moments in this film. The rewatchability of it for me to just want to turn this specific journey on just isn't there. Like, Hmm. and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the thing I called out, which is like, why does Amy want to be with him again? Like, what is, what is so, what did he show that was so redeeming? I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, what was I so invested in other than this kid getting back home? I, I think I was lacking that piece of it. So the fact that, and there wasn't any like physical gags, it's just like one liner quotes. Uh, I, I think I'm going to give it a two. A two? A two. I'm That's... looking at my list. Would I rather watch Pocahontas, which I gave two and a half to over this? Yeah, I would rather watch. It's, about, saying... it's about Tom and Huck level for me. Really? It's about the Nightmare Before Christmas level for you? Actually, Nightmare Before Christmas had a lot of problems with it. 101 Dalmatians. Uh, Rocket. We should prob- We should have a moment where we go back and which ratings would we change if we wanted oh, to. Oh, that would be, that's a whole episode of our Mount Rushmore of bad choices. <laughs> Both undersold and oversold. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I'm like, Air Bud, why did I give that a three? <laughs> Some of these I would love to give zeros, dude, by the way. Now now knowing after the fact, like before Mr. Magoo, like Operation Demo Drop, I wish I could have given that a zero. That would have been. Oh, it's not that bad. So much not better. That bad. Not that bad. So uh, you are giving it a measly two and I am giving it a well-deserved four. A well-deserved and mine is a measly. I gotcha. I see what you And with there. that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast.
Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review or, you know what, share it with your best friend. You can check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list that we've referenced a couple times as we continue to watch all the Disney movies from 1988 to 2005, other words known as our childhood, including next week's episode when we will review Remember the Titans. Thank you for listening. And remember, there's safety in sandwiches. <laughs>